When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. Ah, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to Benchtown TV and our coverage of HBO Succession. So if you haven't been living under a rock, obviously the series is now over. Episode 10 of season four with open eyes just concluded last night. We're recording this on Monday morning. Uh, I guess a happy belated Memorial Day to everybody listening to this, since it will not be Memorial Day. When you do listen, not much to say, I think. Uh, just classic Benchtown housekeeping, I guess. If you like in what you've been hearing from us, BenchtownTV.com is the home of everything Benchtown. Please subscribe to stick along with us. The most important Succession-specific feed note of the series is right here. Obviously, Succession is over. The podcast that is Bingetown TV is not over. So head on over to the main feed. And you'll see all the other things we're covering. We're just wrapping up Yellow Jackets. We're watching Silo. We got some irons in the fire for June. We'll start The Witcher at the end of uh, June and then pick it back up at the end of July. We'll maybe do some funky things we like to do. We'll bring in you know people that show us pilots of shows that we've never seen before. We'll maybe go back to shows that some of us have watched and others haven't and watch along with them for the first time. So we got irons in the fire. Succession ending does not mean the end of us. So if you like us, stick around uh, and we'll have more for you. So episode 10, Kathleen will be delivering our executive summary. So I will pass the reins to her as she slaps the glasses on and, uh, and take it away, Lean. All right. I tried not to get too detailed because this episode was a beast. Um, yes. It's still long, but, you know, I didn't go too far in. So... It's a big, big day on the old salami lion. And if any of you thought this would be a happy ending for one or more of the Roy siblings, you are sorely mistaken. We open with the incredible fuck brother bandwagon versus Shiv battle. Both sides trying to persuade the board to get the numbers exactly like in season one. Roman is notably missing, and that's because he's sulking in self-pity in the Caribbean air clear with mommy dearest, which forces Shiv and Ken to rush over to lobby for his vote. Meanwhile, in Matson land, one peek at that magazine cover and we all knew Shiv would never be the U.S. CEO. He decides to do a vibe check with Tom, who passes with flying colors, even when Matson admits that he wants to fuck his wife. In a tale as old as time, Matson poses a very important question. Why don't I get the guy who put the baby inside of her instead of the baby lady? Later, Greg the Egg, Judas himself, not trusting the Tom process, narks to Kendall to gain favor. The siblings discuss the new plan, each claiming that Logan promised them the crown, but ultimately comes to terms that their dad didn't give a fuck about anything other than putting one foot in front of the other. They swallow their pride, and with a choice between murdering Kendall and anointing him, they decide to give Ken the crown and a meal fit for a king. After about 10 seconds of happy Ken and a quick estate sale at the Logan slash Connor apartment, Shiv gets word that Madsen's choice is tiptoe Tommy, and somehow this fight becomes even more personal than ever. At the vote, Shiv changes her mind at the last minute, and the siblings have one final blowout. And in the end, Roman sums it up perfectly. We are bullshit. You are bullshit. I am bullshit. She is bullshit. We are nothing. The gang ultimately loses the vote, and Matson secures the Waystar deal with a brand new US CEO, long live the king, Thomas Wamsgans. 
Now, the eldest boy is left in shambles, contemplating life by the Hudson, scaring us all to death that he may jump in. Shiv is left as queen consort to Tom and a whole lot more scheming ahead. Roman actually seems to be in the best spot, sipping a martini, definitely thinking about Jerry, and finally free of this burden he never actually wanted, but was forced upon him by Logan. And last but definitely not least, our sweet Connor is having to do a long-distance relationship with Willa from Sylvania, which broke all the Conhead's hearts simultaneously. No one got a happy ending, and in the end, I guess the poison really does drip through. That was tough. Uh, yeah, especially because we watched last night and it went late. Obviously, we didn't start till like 930. So it went till 11 and then we woke up early and watched it again. Hour and a half is not easy for a rewatch when you're recording Monday morning. Yeah, of course. And I, I think you did a great job of keeping it high level. I feel like I would have been completely in the weeds with like specific quotes and things. So well done. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Should we just give like high level thoughts first or do we want to jump in and then do thoughts? Do we, should we want to just stick with our... Um, I mean, maybe we can do very quick high info calorie bites of what we thought, and then we'll dive into the specific structure that we've built here. My high info calories, just I loved it. I, I thought it was fucking fantastic. I mean, I didn't expect to feel good emotionally afterwards. I do not feel good emotionally afterwards, but I think that the journey was unbelievable. I think it's easy for the criticism to be like nothing changed and it, everything was cyclical. I think that was the point. I think. A lot of it comes down to what your own expectations were. I fucking loved it. I mean, I agree. I think the people we were watching with last night were like, there was just no growth. Like, da, da, da. And that's like always been people's gripe. But to your point, Kyle, that's like, I guess, whatever you want to take from it. But it, I think the word tragedy has been thrown around. It was in the after show. There's an article my dad sent us to read that talks about it. But we waited because I was like, it said spoilers. So I was like, I don't want to chance anything. But yeah. It really is like a tragedy, right? Like a Shakespearean play. Like it wasn't meant to be this typical format where you feel like there's redemption or like you feel like things evolve because that's also not always life. And people keep like mistaking that too, I think, right? There are some people who never, ever progress or, or evolve. And this whole thing was like a rat race. As you see it most in Kendall, it's just like was this thing that that like made him him and now what is he and it's like this very deeply toxic thing to tie your life to to your career or whatever in that way but i think they painted that beautifully and i think i i don't know what more they could have done like i couldn't ask for more from it in my opinion yeah i loved it you took the words out of my mouth it was always going to be a tragedy if you went in thinking one of the roy siblings was going to win you were always going to be let down and i am so pumped for tom if it was gonna be anyone i'm happy it's tom and that it was not greg i think greg got yeah. exactly what he deserved this episode you know tom just chopping his his uh salary i'm so glad we know how much greg makes to 200k that was like Insane. such a good drop i loved that because it was like what do any of these people make and greg's the lowest of the totem pole but the highest paid assistant of all time but anyway i think that in general this episode did an amazing job of giving us the fake happy ending, the fleeting moment in the middle. Yeah. It was incredible. that Those scenes, that is the last scenes the actors shot together. I had mentioned that I knew we knew they were going to be off somewhere in the finale, whether it was going to be like a will reading or something like that. And I'm so happy they got that because at least they got to end on like such fun, goofy scenes for the actors themselves. And then us as viewers, I mean, I know we always say the sibling stuff is our favorite. So it's nice that when we get the sibling bonding moment and then everything gets destroyed and an even crazier scene with the siblings, which I thought was 
perfect. So I am so happy with it. I'm devastated it's over again. Like once it ended, I feel like after Yellow Jackets, because the Yellow Jackets finale was this weekend, we were all like pumped. We were like, let's go. Yeah. And after this, no everyone return, was just kind of like, no return. <laughs> <laughs> and for this, we were all just like, damn. Yeah. So, but I think that's what it was supposed to be, right? I think it was beautifully done. And uh, I'm excited to talk about it. There was so much in this episode. It's going to be really tough to pick like one favorite quote, one favorite moment. The moments, especially, it's like, oh my God. But um, I talked way too much. So I'm going to throw it to somebody else to start us off. Okay. Favorite moments is what we do first. I guess I'll go. Like you said, there's so many. I'm just going to cheat. I get not cheat. I'm just, since I get to go first. And be the number one boy. I'll get to pick what I think is easily the best moment. I think them crowning Kendall in the ocean and like goading him into smiling and like yeah. the happy Ken stuff. And then like the aftermath in the kitchen is just, I think that might be my favorite like scene. I guess it's technically two scenes. So that is me cheating. But that I think is probably my favorite scene in the entire show. Yeah. It was just, it felt so good. And it's actually, we're just trained at this point. I knew it was never going to last, but like to be able to like almost escape within the escape that is the TV show, I thought was really well done. And it felt good. And I was texting. So Asia texted me and was like, how's the finale going? And it was like right after that scene. And I was like, well, we just got like a ton of sibling camaraderie, which we've been begging for, but we know it's not going to last. And then during the boardroom scene at the end, I texted her. I was like, and it's gone. Just immediately it's yep. gone. So that's how it goes. But that will be my favorite moment. Might be gone forever now at this point with that yes. one. It's it's dark, but I that was obviously in mine. That was probably number two. I have the home video of Logan. Mm, good one. I have the home video of Logan as my top one because that was like the emotional scene, I think, that I was looking for in the finale. Like the only one that really got me. But it was like this sad fucking moment of them like realizing right it was like days before he died like they were like oh it was like last month or something you know inside they're like i lost out on that like we lost out on that like we it, it was like very very bittersweet i think for them to see that it was like nice to see their dad and a, a nice moment of their dad because those are rare but i think for them it, it just it panged big time um you could see it in their faces for sure i think in general it's like they're thinking we never even had a night like that with him where they're yeah. just goofing off and having fun and everyone and Logan's like generally having a good time, which I don't or genuinely. I don't think we've seen him having a good time once throughout four seasons. Like he was not having a good time ever unless he's like bore on the floor, baby. Yeah. Bore on the floor or like win a buck scene is like <laughs> yeah. he's trying to have fun. No one knew how to like entertain nope. him. Yeah, for sure. That actually that was number two. I just because obviously I'm I'm a Kendall guy, but I'm obviously as well carl and connor are two of my boys as well that i ride with and that was just like beautiful like connor impersonating logan as the little teacup into carl singing i was like oh my god i'm levitating <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is just this is unbelievable Okay, so those were mine, both of those. So I'm going to just go with the breakdown of the siblings because um, not only was it brutal and it was one big meltdown from Kendall, but Roman with the biggest zinger and just cutting Kendall so deep. And we learned so much in that moment, right? I think there's been a lot of conversation about are these Kendall's kids? Uh, 
like, you know, there's been a lot of conversation. In general, I think we think we talk about succession and we're like, how old is anybody? What are they yeah. like? What's the order of these kids? But confirmation and at least one of them is adopted. And then one of them, he call, he's like, it's the fucking like cabinet man. Cabinet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Logan thought he they were illegitimate kids. So that was a huge bomb. I mean, Jeremy Strong acted his fucking ass off in the scene when he's like, I'm the eldest boy. And Shiv just dies laughing. It's so we were watching in horror, basically. Oh, yeah. it was, it was, it's a it horror was scene. Yeah. So I'm going to choose that just acting wise. Um, I wanted to go with a more lighthearted, the Logan one. But this was amazing. All of it. I uh, Another one quickly is the. Um, Roman and Shiv talking about murdering Kendall was a fave of mine. Yeah, I know that Kieran and Sarah Snook in real life are like best friends and they obsess with each other as scene partners. You know, they were just like bouncing off each other, having fun. So that made me smile too. The third one that I had for obviously to anticipate potentially my top two bed and taken was Tom telling Shiv that it was gonna it's gonna be him. She goes, "Oh, like it's you." And then she was like, good luck, motherfucker. And then the music drops and she walks away. And I was like, oh, my God, let's go. <laughs> Obviously, the way it turned out is not the way they tried to insinuate in that moment. But at that time, I was like, holy shit, this is hype as fuck. You can't pick like a worse blow to Shiv. To, yes. like, you know what I mean? Like she still wins, but she fails up as as someone said in, in my favorite little uh, succession power rankings last one from Hunter Harris. But it yeah, she's so mad and it's just like electric. It's like game fucking yeah. on. And it's like, let's go into this yeah. board meeting. Love that shift. Uh, I loved it. I yeah, I had all the ones we said, well, sibling tussle. I wrote sibling kitchen, home video of Logan, but I also had like the um, Shiv and Tom phone call in the beginning when she's kind of like, is there anything there? Like it was the first time we really see her actually be vulnerable. And we know we're not like no one's getting off this roller coaster with those two. Like those two are on this for life now more than ever. But I just thought that was like an interesting scene where we got a little more Shiv for once. Um, and yeah. then I had also. And, I mean, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I mean, it totally informs like the decision that she ends up making at the end of the yeah. episode. Like, we've never seen her in that vulnerable of a position, like you said. And then yeah. it kind of comes full circle at the end. She definitely picked what was best for her in the end with this. <laughs> Even though it, like, was the biggest affront to her, it is the best option for her. Yeah. Oh, and then I was, like, when Mattson, like, seals a deal with Tom, and he's like, let's get a little loose. He's just, like, <laughs> yeah. such a freak. Like, it was just fun to watch, like, them, like, turn the party up. That was, uh, he's just so good in that role, Alexander Skarsgård. It was, yeah. it was always fun to watch. Yeah, he looked great in that outfit, too. He did. Okay, quotes. I'm going to start us since I went last. Yeah, yeah I saw you um, grab that microphone. You definitely wanted yes. to go first. I have three great ones, but I'm going to just go with Shiv saying, what else did he say when no one else was around? He was the Zodiac killer. He did Tupac. Like, I just love that <laughs> shit. Shiv is such a fucking bitch. But I'll have my other. If I don't steal yours, then like if you guys don't already take them, I'll say my other ones after. Okay, we can go in reverse order. So Alex, all you. I my top one I wrote was it's more of a sad one. It's when the siblings are in that other meeting room that everyone can see in here. And Kendall's like, I'm like a cog that's built to only fit one machine. We've all known this. Like he has nothing without this, but to hear it put that way, you're just like, you feel so bad for this man. He's so broken and you know he's just it's full circle to season one. He's this close every yep. fucking time. And it's 
It's it's devastating. So I had to go with that. Mine is, I guess I'll switch back to a little bit more lighthearted. It's it's a combination of Stewie and Kendall. I guess a little bit yes. of a theme here. I'm, I'm, I'm stitching things together. But Stewie says, chair, guys, I like weird sex. I like bad drugs. I'm a very complicated individual. And Kendall just goes, bullshit, bullshit. You like pancakes and waffles and you kiss guys on Molly. You're not the heart of darkness. You're a, a, a grilled cheese with a sucked dick. Let us clean you up. <laughs> Just, that was my other, but I saw her write it. It yeah. was so good. Yeah. Just fucking perfection. That is why I love the show. That's why I love Kendall. It just was, I heard it and was like, that's the one. Like, yeah. that is the one. I mean, it's good because all I get is fan cams of Stewie and Kendall, like, <laughs> shipping them together. So it was really funny that Kendall knows he kiss, kisses dudes and he's yeah. probably one of them once upon a time. That's my head canon. Anyway. Hell yeah. I'm in. Okay, so my second one is... Peter doesn't like the knobbies, darling. Don't go down on Peter's <laughs> special cheese. It was so good. The cheese, the cheese licking, the whole thing. That scene was so funny. He was Jeremy Strong was on, on another that. level in that scene. Like acting goofy. We never get yeah. to see him act like that. With the like slightly sideways hat, it was perfection. That was a really, really good one. Do you have a backup one, Alex? Oh, I had like don't go down on Peter's special cheese. But then I also had like Caroline just see- steals scenes when she's there and she's so British and just so weird and so tough. She's just like almost inhuman. She's like, I don't like to think of all these blobs of jelly rolling around in our heads, face eggs, bleh. Like about, uh, like she was like human eyes, like the things, yeah. the windows to the soul, like <laughs> Caroline's like disturbed by them. And it just think like, it's so classically her to, to find things that other people like love or like, or, or something that expresses love and emotion. And she's like, oh, fuck all that. Like, ick. <laughs> so that really tickled me. It was nice that she played such a big role in this last episode. Because yeah. I feel like I, I said at the last podcast episode that she was so good in that limited screen time in the funeral that it's almost a shame that she hasn't been in the show more. And then they gave us a ton of her in this episode, which I was very, very satisfied with. Yeah, they give her good material when she shows up to your children, you know. We're yeah. never disappointed, I don't think. Some of the greatest moments have been with her in the scene. My backup was going to be Matson and Tom at dinner. And Matson says, Logan Mark too, except this time he's fucking sexy. And he's like, let's do some shots. I was like, yeah, let's get him popping. <laughs> that was perfect. Alexander Skarjar, like you just said a couple minutes ago, is just perfect as Matson. Oh, I don't want to get into stonks. It's our last one. Yep, the final stonks. Final let's, stonks. Let's do the sib um the siblings last. Like the Roy the three okay. siblings. We could start with Connor if we wanted to, just because that's quick and easy. Yeah, let's I save the devastating stuff for last. I could rock with that. Again, just I think a perfect encapsulation of Connor's character. He's in the scene, kills it, makes me laugh, makes me smile, but at the end of the day, it didn't really mean anything for the wider there was no really wider impact on the the show the characters beyond really just himself and willa i'm not feeling great honestly about their relationship it seems like no. it's in a terrible spot which makes me sad as a as the resident con head i think the mangan thing it just icked her deeply like i don't even think she would have tired of him this fast gotten the two-week itch as roman said <laughs> if it weren't for that because you could there were moments of willa being like i don't know about this like it's not worth it then i think it, it really shifted how she looks at him. And I think sometimes she's able to like look past who he really is and how he is. And then this is one of those things that was like, you're just looking right at it and you can't, you can't unsee it or unknow it. Yeah. So yeah I, I don't think he's necessarily on top of the world at the end here. Yeah. I'm glad he got the medals yeah, just, though. Tough look. 
Yeah, that was really funny. He was like, there was a uh, initial round. <laughs> hey, he so takes funny. care of everything, right? Like we yeah. see him. The only time we've seen him this season, really, besides the election, was him taking care of shit and like being the dad at the end of the day, because those kids aren't going to do shit in terms of being an actual adult outside of like running around and playing like CEO. Yeah, he he deserved that for all the funeral stuff. So sure. this is one of the mysteries that wasn't solved um, is that who won the election. And this is the only time we really get any information, which is basically it's not looking great for Megan. Like he may lose it after the whole Wisconsin thing, because obviously Jimenez filed whatever against it. But I liked that. I liked that. I didn't need an answer, but I like that it was heading in a direction where it's like, well, we'll figure it out. Like it's going to yeah. be figured out whether or not he won or not. Probably also not great for ATN either if it's overturned. Like you guys rushed and pushed this agenda. So that'll be, you know, again, for things we'll never know, Tom yeah. to yeah. navigate. Yeah. It'll be very yeah, Tom interesting. Is, yeah. Tom's like the face of that. Will was so worried when Shiv was like, yeah, he may not win. That means, that means, uh, all- Connor's all yours. <laughs> yeah. The look on her face was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> Cause she was about to have it all. I mean, Connor's about to be halfway across the world. Who's so going to have that? 62 million dollar penthouse apartment to herself as she like you know writes plays and cow print couch yeah i couldn't tell if she was joking or not with that i couldn't either i can i thought it was just like a joke to get under their skin like she might be she's learned the ways as well yeah but also i mean hey fuck it it's your place girl (laughs) do what you want all right next uh we can do like the henchman if we yeah. wanted to, it works. Carolina w- had a, some great scenes. I yes. love that Tom. As soon as Hugo went up to her, she w- he was like, "Where's Carolina? Get the fuck yeah. out of my face, Hugo!" And the Shiv moment, even though Shiv didn't end up on top, we loved that girl power moment as well. What did you say about the bobs? I said from one power bob to another power bob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny. They were like, yeah. "I see you." <laughs> that was tough too because, like, looking back on that scene, I felt like that gave me a little hope. That was obviously misplaced, but I was like, oh, look at this. Like, yeah, we'll change the culture. Not realizing, obviously, I'm fucking watching Succession. Yes. Yeah. But there's five seconds, though. Well, maybe Carolina knew either way. Shiv will still be involved. You know what I mean? She's like, let me just play this card. Mm-hmm. It can go either way. Yeah, yeah. true. And that aligns with her character. I feel like she's always been on top of things and very smart. So Honestly... Kendall's plan was to give Shiv ATN. Tom technically could still do that. I don't think he will, but she could still get ATN and change the culture or whatever. You know, I don't think that's actually what will happen, but it's not not possible. Yeah, no, definitely. And Carl and Frank, they were such a duo. Yeah, they were such a duo this this uh, episode. But I can't I mean, I guess it was kind of funny when they were like, oh, like Carl's like another rodeo or whatever. But I mean, Tom basically said like they're done, but that's. When he said that, does that, I guess we never know because we're not. Yeah. Like, we always talk about the stuff with the business stuff, but that still means they'll get their golden parachute now. Yeah. I mean, Frank's on the board, so you have to buy out his shares and shit, right? So no matter what, they're going to get some fat checks, I think. I thought Frank's line was crazy. He's not normally like that when he said, like, we should have slid his throat in the cradle. Like, I, yeah. you know, it was, uh, he always seemed down for another radio. It seemed like him and Carl kind of role reversed on that discussion. It was interesting, but I think they'll be taken care of. <laughs> yeah, because Frank always crawled back because he's been out like twice and then crawls back into the game for whatever fucking reason. So truly, yeah, to see it through, I guess, to be the voice of reason in the room with those children on behalf of like Logan. Hmm. It was yep. interesting watching him like run the meeting as head chair or something, yeah. it seemed. Another uh, 
thing that we'll never get to know is how well Carl's investment will go in that island with his right? brother-in-law. But I guess now he looks like he'll have the cash. So <laughs> hopefully He's maybe washed. it goes well for him. And he can sing. The man's got pipes. That was very, very sweet. And now in the previous episode when Carl's like, I miss him. I kind of believe it. Like yeah. Logan was a piece of shit, but he was probably fun sometimes. And he writes all their checks. So it was funny all that, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that I couldn't tell when Carl was singing and Logan's like, Gary, he's murdering it. And I was like, does that mean he's doing good or bad? Like, I, I couldn't tell. I said I didn't know. And Kathleen's like, no, it's bad. Yeah. I thought okay, it was meant bad. Because like for me, I'm thinking like I use the term like killing it, like like in a good yeah. way, like killing it. But he was like the, just the murder part of it. I was like, is she is he just like shit talking to his face right now? Or is it actually like he's enjoying what's going on? <laughs> if I had more time, I wanted to dig into those like the songs they were singing, the poem mm. that Jer- Jerry says or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, listen, it's been 12 hours since this episode drops. So <laughs> yeah. That's didn't right. have the time. Hit us up in the comments on if there was any deeper meaning to those that we're yep. missing. And then I guess rounding us out, speaking of Jerry, she seems to be on top in terms of her like I mean, obviously she wanted to stay at the company, I think, and still work, but it seems like it's everything kind of worked out for her. Yeah. Do you think she's coming back based on what Tom said? Or did he want to consult her? Like I couldn't really tell. And at some point, don't you want to be done? But I could also see Jerry coming back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. I think my I think it's easy to assume that she would just be back because the, the boys probably weren't going to let her hang around. I think Jerry still feels she has a lot to prove with with Roman looking at her being like, you're not good at your job. And she was immediately so insecure about that, obviously. I mean, she has nothing to be insecure about. She's great at her job. Yeah. Um, so I think that Jerry is the type that will want to keep working and prove that she's a bad bitch, which she is. And we love her for it. But we can kind of loop it in with Roman because Jerry was in the building and that sent Roman absolutely spiraling. Even in the yeah. video, when he sees Jerry, that's what has him like kind of squ- squat down and start like, you know, making facial expressions and stuff like that. And then at the end, I thought Jerry was going to walk up. I really did for some reason with Roman sitting there, but they're so tied. And I don't even know that Jerry really cares that much about Roman. I think she did. But Roman is like absolutely intertwined with Jerry. Everything about is send him spiraling into that scene. We'll talk about with Kendall shoving him into his shoulder. But it, it's just shocking that he's that affected by Jerry. I mean, it's in line with his character, though. I feel like he has no idea how to deal with any emotions, whether they're good emotions or bad emotions. Yeah. And when it's something he did wrong and he can't fix it, yeah. he like he's just stuck he gets stuck and he just is in the what the pity dungeon shame spanking or whatever oh my god whatever yeah. ship said but that's just him right he can't like he can never get out from under his own mistakes and problems he just beats himself up over and over and seeing the person is just triggering to him and his own like worst thoughts i think he had a he had quite a roller coaster of an episode i would say not as much as kendall and shiv i mean his was kind of last episode it seems almost like we get that quote at the end that you mentioned, I believe it was Alex or maybe it was Kathleen. I'm sorry, but about like the bullshit quote. And it seemed like he had the clear his head at the end about like how everything was going to go, what that meant, how he felt about it. He had kind of maybe not pre grieved, but like he had kind of figured it out first. It felt like and come to terms with everything much better than they did. Yeah. I took the ending scene of him at the bar as like 
him back in his element, like kind of like he was like, okay, I'm done with that part of my life. Let's just get back to like Roman as as usual, like whatever was happening for him before, before he got roped the fuck into this. I think if I'm like looking at the siblings, I think he lands in the middle stocks wise of them as just of like, he ultimately wanted to get out. He really, Kendall called it, didn't want it. Yeah. He just wanted to want it and he wanted it for his dad. But now his dad's dead. I think after the funeral and him snapping, it's like very obvious. It's like he was pursuing for all the wrong reasons. I mean, maybe they all were, but you know what I mean? He just yeah. like, it was truly not in him and something he ever really cared about for himself. So I think he kind of like breaks even almost in the end. I feel like I saw, I read something online. It's just like an interesting way to put it, but it was like Roman lost, but won, actually. They technically lost the vote, but he won in the sense that like it's kind of over for him. Like there's nothing that can really hang over his head so much anymore. I mean, I guess technically Jerry has like the blackmail angle. I don't think she'll actually take it for because there wouldn't be a reason to really if Roman just kind of removes himself completely from the equation. It seems to be what's actually best for him. So yeah, I agree. I think he's in the best spot of the kids, actually. I think just in general, like I said, Shiv is going to just keep going down this scheming road, see what she can get. Kendall's the worst of all of them. I think Rome is like, all right, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. He's just so well acted. I mean, Kieran Culkin just is so fucking good at being what Roman needs to be for the show. It's literally insane. I, it's going to be weird. I always feel bad thinking so hard about like one character that an actor plays and like seeing them in other things. And it's always like, Oh, that's Roman Roy. Like, Oh, that's Roman Roy. Like, like Daniel Radcliffe is always Harry Potter. Yeah. And I know at some level he doesn't like that. Um, but for, it's going to be impossible for him not to like every character he acts. I feel like now that I see, I'm going to notice like things that are Roman esque almost, but it's the curse of being an all time iconic character. Yeah. Very, you fair, know, very fair. same with Jeremy strong. Things. Yeah. That's a good point. I just like the way that he just sits cross-legged on any surface when things get, get tough, like he's just like a little kid. It's just like such a small detail that I noticed. I mean, it happened twice in like big emotional moments this episode. And I was like, that's just such like a great aspect of his character. I think it's going to be tough for all of them and they know it, they've said it, but it's just like you said, it's a curse of being an iconic character or like a world-class show. But also that's something like what probably 90% of actors don't ever get in their life. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's a, blessing and a curse so yeah he really made roman his own and i think the mannerisms were there on full display this full episode you know he like put all that character into this final final one and i appreciate that from him and it's gonna be a tough battle in the lead actors category if it's him brian cox and jeremy like it's gonna be tough it's gonna be him or jeremy I agree. I don't think they could give it to Brian Cox. The people we were with last night was saying like they're going to give it to Brian Cox because it's like a legacy thing. Like it's his show. But at this point, honestly, I would say Kendall's the main character like through the four seasons. Now, this season really broke it open to be like, wow, there are more than one main character in this. This these are powerhouses. I think they were always powerhouses, but, you know. Great ensemble cast. Um, but in general, just quick, quick Roman things. Uh, we loved or I loved when Kendall's freaking out at the end, choking him. And it's like uh, has his face up against the wall. And then he goes to get Shiv because Shiv's walking out and sh- and he kind of like pushes her. And Roman's like, dude, she's pregnant. Like, what the fuck? And is like sticking up for her. And that's when they get into like a yeah. tumble. And I'm like, yeah, that's his baby in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Oh my god. My son, bitch. <laughs> We're the bloodline. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> we are the bloodline. What what? And that is yeah. that is interesting because it has always really been Kendall in that position, but now it's Kendall ha- is having to be kind of separated yeah. from his siblings instead of him trying to defend them. Well, it's kind of like the Logan Kendall fan cam you sent us, right? Yeah. Like they were always yeah. de- he was always defending them. Like Logan getting Logan off of them, and now he's he's really just stepped into the worst parts of Logan. It would seem he did not net out with any of the wins from Logan. No, Logan Mark. No, just a uh, just a tough episode for us us candle stands, us candle guys and gals, us candle lovers. Yeah, would we say he's bottomed out? He's he's on the yeah. outs. Yeah, this, I think this is the lowest low. Yeah, I lost all my money. I don't have yeah. any money left. Um, Shit yeah, you're looking you good lost. there. Uh, we all had some Tom stock, so that's true. Greg, yeah, yeah. But to transition into Kendall, the scene with Kendall and Roman when Roman sees Jerry, starts freaking out. Why isn't it me? Why couldn't it be me? Etc. I was mixed in my brain when he's smashing his head stitches into his shoulder. Like I feel like. Kendall is doing it to Roman because he knows that Roman is like a masochist and like that's how he responds. But it also made me be like Kendall's just turning into Logan and doing exactly what Logan and just inflicting more pain in order to calm him down. It's so weird. Like, I mean, Roman is fucked, right? Roman is like he has so much deep trauma and was obviously abused as a kid and everything. So to see Kendall do this, I was really contemplating in my head. Like, was he being sweet or was he not? I I couldn't. I'm not about sweet. I think he knew yeah, how right, to right. calm him down and get it under control, and that was his goal, right? To like pull Roman together and get this fucking sure, sure, sure. vote done. But that's how I took it. I think he knows the key to Roman. I don't think it was like altruistic <laughs> by any means. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it definitely made me feel bad. Obviously, Kendall's done a lot of bad shit. But that was one of the moments I was like, "Ugh, I don't like that at all." But again, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I don't, I didn't interpret it positive in any way. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah that makes more sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did see something of people kind of questioning whether, like, what was the split between it was Kendall like really pushing him in, and like at one point in Roman almost like kind of take over and like start to smash his own face into it to feel the pain. Because obviously, the end of the last episode, he does that to himself. So. There's probably a conversation there to be had. Yeah, it's not like he was like, get off me. What are you doing, dude? Like that was not the that was not the response. So it was kind of mutual, I would say. But man, we thought we all thought Kendall was gonna be flying through the skies in any scene. We all were like, wait, like even though he pressed zero, we're like, okay, he's gonna fall in the picture they're taking of everyone signing. Then I'm like, he's gonna fall on Shiv and Tom's car. And everyone's like, he's not doing this. And I'm like, I just I don't know the rumor about the poster and the plane yeah. isn't it. Like I really started to lean into that and was like, it's possible. He has nothing. Like if he hadn't reacted the exact way he did in the like the little sibling breakout and breakdown, I probably wouldn't have thought it. But he was like, I am nothing without this. I will have nothing. So give me it. Like that was his ending argument, which was so pathetic and selfish. So I was like, well, you got nothing left to live for. So he's gonna do something real bad. But perfect word it was just pathetic. Yeah. I, just when he lied about the waiter, my stomach like fell out. I was like, you motherfucker. Like, this is just awful. It's awful. It just the only way it was pathetic and awful. 
when he responded with which I'm like, could you not like what? Like, as far as we know, no, but everyone goes, wait, like there's so many you don't remember Roman said. I'm like, (laughs) holy fuck. You could not have picked a worse response to that. It was just so bad. I literally said, like, I wrote down, like, Kendall, this is not the way to do this. Like, this is not the way to get them <laughs> to fucking be back on your side. He was running through every argument, right? And none of them were good, but it was getting worse and worse and worse. And he was just, like, de-escalating down the ladder, <laughs> corporate ladder yeah. and personal ladder, like, entirely. He was just having such bad flashbacks to the last time the board vote went terribly and was like could not let that happen to him again because i mean the fact that it happened again without logan around and involved is like that had to hurt so fucking bad right to lose that hard this time especially when it was so close and it felt so right and you coming out this high of that like sibling anointment and like a feeling aligned it was probably so jarring for him and he just snapped he just he's like maybe catatonic now I mean, he literally said, if I don't get this, I might die. Like, I might die. Yeah. I have not. Especially after Roman just is like, your kids aren't yours. Like, he's got literally nothing. Also, I will say when Kendall looks him in the eye and says, then don't say it, you cuck. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple hard C words this episode, which I, yeah. thought was, I thought they were both the choices of them were good. They made me laugh. Yeah. I mean, he but, is the definition of that, right? Like, he is exactly. Oh, but, for sure. Woo! Shit. That yeah, was hot. Kendall, I mean, he was trying to pull out every stop possible to try to get it to go the other way. I mean, I was still almost up until this point convinced that the ending was going to be Kendall on top, but just having alienated the two of them so much that it was, like, going to be like, a, I have what I wanted, but I feel empty type of thing. Right, like all for nothing, kind of like it doesn't yeah. mean anything because I, I don't think it would have. Even <laughs> I just think yeah. that's the whole that's the lesson here, right? They just have been on this like pursuit of this thing that was never really gonna fulfill them in the way that they like really fixated on, at least for Kendall, yeah. right? Like he thought this yeah. would make him and, and is who he is, but no, I, I didn't believe it until Frank literally said it when he was like seven to six, like the Gojo do goes through, and I was like, oh. Oh my God, what's going to happen next? He said, uh, Jeremy Strong, I I read this in passing on Twitter, so I did no fact-checking whatsoever, but I did read that he said that they filmed a take of that last scene yeah. where he like rent to go jump over the, the edge and like Colin stops him. Mm-hmm. He says it in the in the podcast I listened to oh, okay. this morning. The podcast, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's good. That's yep. that's. That's as good of a source as you can get. So I, I just, again, with the whole water thing too, I'm not smart enough to make the connection, but something on, I read something on, now I realize I've said that like eight times, but on <laughs> on the internet, that was like, obviously he's been depicted with water a ton throughout the series and kind of the realization now that like wa- the water is the company and where like when it's going bad for him, he's always like face down in the water. When it's going good for him, business wise and stuff, like he's facing up on the water. He swims a lot, like trying to control the water, which is this like chaotic thing that can actually never truly be controlled. And then the last scene is him staring at the water with this barrier in front of him that he's like separated from it. So like, cause he now is no longer, he can't do anything with the company anymore. Like it's, it's out of his life completely. It's just, right. just kind of contemplating that barrier that's now in front of him to what he really wanted. Yeah. Just no wonder they end on it then. Right. It feels yeah. like that's probably correct of a metaphor yeah, right. and like a whole through thread for him. If that's the closing scene, him just staring at it at sunset, like it's over, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think a very, very good scene is when before they decide on Kendall and it's the three of them and Roman says, I'm the last guy he says it to. And Kendall says, he sat me down when I was seven and he told me and Shiv looks at him and said, he shouldn't have done that because look at this guy. It's the only yeah. thing he knows. It's, it's He lives it. He breathes it. He bleeds it. And it fucked him royally. I mean, Shiv and Roman weren't told that young and it still fucked them too. But Kendall, it, the way Jeremy Strong is acting at the end of this, when he is just depleted of all color, of all energy, of all anything, of all hope, it's fucking brutal. So I loved that scene when Kendall is convincing Shiv and is like, if anyone's like on paper, I like he says like a bunch of credentials he has under. And I saw some yeah. discourse on like where people thought he went to college and people were saying harvard because he said he was on the um i forget the newspaper but etc like he has the credentials whereas the other two doesn't and i was like at that point to shiver room like give it up like what are you all yeah. fighting fist fighting for like this all sucks kendall says it himself this is a job that obviously sucks and kills you <laughs> so I'm just saying maybe, Roman, you don't want it. And Shiv, sorry, but if we're going to win, it has to be me. If we're going to beat this guy who killed our dad, it has to be me. And I was riding for Kendall. But in the moment of happiness, you knew it wasn't going to be him. Like, there was just no way it was going to be him. It kind of getting that moment, I was like, I guess it's Tom. Like, in my brain, I'm like, I guess it's Tom because it's not him. But if you learn anything from these fucking board votes is that you got to make the Roy siblings vote first because if they are the last deciding vote they will fuck the plan every single time they get an ounce of power they change their mind and they or they get they they're coward they're cowards or they flip the script for power or whatever it is you gotta let them go first it's fucking brutal i let's talk about why shiv was second guessing it in the first place do you think it's because she didn't think kendall could do it or do you think she was like "Mm, maybe tom on top is better for me what do you think I think we've mentioned it before too. Her facial expressions, I feel like, do a lot of of work in terms of like what she's actually thinking. I think more so almost than any other character. And it felt like throughout the scenes after they anointed him, like when they're actually in the business type of stuff, she was like very repulsed and like put off by like seeing Kendall in the chair, Kendall speaking before the vote, like invoking Logan's name, all of that sure. stuff. And I think, yeah, I think maybe she just kind of panicked and was like, I I don't think that I can actually watch Kendall do this for the rest of his life. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a selfish element and she wins either way. I'm doing that in quotes under the table, wins either way, finger quotes. But like, I do think she got the ick, as as you're kind of saying, Kyle. Like, I think she really thought about it, right? Like, they've been chasing this dream. It has to be family. It has to be family. And they're all, like, constantly pushing that narrative. And obviously, they mean themselves each time. But, okay, I'll be happy with one of us more than anyone. But I think she finally, like, it clicked. Like, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. And, like, I think she just, like, looked down the line in her, like, mind's eye. Like, what will this really look like? And yeah, saw a little bit of in an action in the office leading up to the vote and was like, oh, I yeah. think I'm going to pick the lesser of two evils here, right? Like, let's truly, like, sever ourselves from this. I do think she started to to buy back into that, too, freeing themselves of it, so to speak, or freeing Kendall of it, right? Like, yeah, it breaks him because it's all he is, but he needs yeah. to fucking find something else yeah. and get the hell out of there. I don't think she was thinking of that at all. But I think that's a way 
like that the audience i think that's a worthwhile way to to take kind of the outcome for shiv i think like she literally says i love you but i can't fucking stomach you and i mean the fact that she chose tom to be in that position over kendall says so much because i mean she's gonna have to live every day like it's it's even bleeds into her personal life the fact that tom is now ceo she's under him i saw a great line that was like shiv is now tom's wife when before it was wow. always Thomas Thomas Shiv's husband. Yeah. And like the fact that she took that over anything else, like the way that it was gonna happen with Kendall, is like clearly she just did not fucking want to see him in that chair so bad. Yeah, no, I don't think she was like, let me save Kendall, but I think it was oh, yeah, like yeah. if we just like sh- she's literally picking the things she teed up and Tom got to walk into as a woman, she did all this fucking work for Matson, and she could have made the final decision to say, fuck yourself. But she just like went with that because she can't stomach Kendall. Right. It's like, let's just fucking separate from this toxic, like epicenter, this like water and current, this vast ocean we can't control. Like, yeah, Tom will be in charge and she'll still be like tangentially tied. But I think it was like a thought of like just cutting the cord on this toxic dynamic they've had for for however many years the the series went for. I could see why people would be like really upset at Shiv and kind of the way it was written and the way it went because I mean in reality they openly show us when Tom tells her it's her and she's like you know good luck motherfucker and she's like she goes in the room and's like let's kill these motherfuckers like let's get our numbers and then when it actually came time to vote she all of that emotion and passion is completely gone. Yeah. And it's they showed us it via, you know, looks on her face maybe like three times. So like I could see why people would be like upset at that. I just I mean it honestly it makes sense in this in the sense that it's just re- it's the most tragic outcome for Shiv's character possible. Yeah. So yeah, like nightmare. the fact that they went that route, yeah, I mean I think that it definitely has balls. Yeah, the women Excuse the Roy term, women but. stay losing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was I think if anyone it's like her and Kendall is the toss-up for who <laughs> suffered the most tragedy, I feel, in in the outcome here. It's funny because Shiv ended up actually nominating Tom herself by saying he'll suck the biggest dick in the room. Basically, you can do whatever you want with him. He's good. And Matt's was like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'll take him. <laughs> she oversold his like uh subservient nature, I think. Like that's what Matson. I mean, that's I don't really think it was the cartoon. I think Matson was truly like. This girl's too smart and is going to want too much of the role where I want a fucking puppet to shove my hand up their ass. And Tom's like, let's go. Woof, woof. Yeah, you know, like he's exactly. he's always down. If people are mad about, I just remember what I was trying to say earlier. If people are mad about Shiv, like changing her mind. I mean, think of it like anyone would react that way in the heat of the moment. Like you find out it's him, your husband, who you're in yeah. this like horrible relationship with, who literally married you to get in and get on top and used you. And then you did this, all this work for these fucking men. And you're yes. like, Wah. like, I think I would, I would fucking set fire to something. So I get it. But then she, she took some breaths and thought about what's best. And I think that's reality as well, you know, which again, people don't always like that in a show, but it's yeah. funny that we're all like, they lost everything where it's like, now they are billionaires, each and every one of them. Yeah. yeah even more than they were. <laughs> yeah. Poor Roy's. I know. Money can't buy happiness. That's yeah. like the endless actual lesson of the show is money can't buy happiness. Logan was fucking miserable and he's the most powerful rich man. And he just was not able to be pleased. The more I think about it, I do think that Shiv had the worst ending for her. 
I think like, yeah, there's the angle that she gets ATN from Tom, but like, I just think that the, their relationship dynamic is going to haunt her for the rest of her life. And for sure, Kendall, I think the situation is going to haunt him, but he has more potential, I think, to go out and do something else. Like Kendall has it in him more than anyone else. It feels like to like build something maybe and start like another company or do whatever and get into other things. And I just feel like Shiv and Tom, like their home life, like I said, like the personal thing for her is always going to be there. It's 24 seven. And I think that's just going to be so rough on her. Yeah, she's destined to just be like in the shadow or, you know, the ghostwriter or just the runner up. And that's just like going to be her legacy yeah. now, right? Like it just, it like inverted and it, there's no going back now. And that's forever mm-hmm. going to taint, I think, her career and her relationship. Yeah. Man. And yeah, I mean, I think it really comes down to like when I said that she's Tom's wife now, like it's her fight has always been that she's more than her gender. And yeah. her making this decision almost really just broke her down to her gender now. Yeah. Which is quite tragic for her obviously it is nothing, like the things she never wanted to happen oh shiv <laughs> oh shivy i know shivy honey shiv. <laughs> yeah, um beat. pinky girl so wait what was i gonna say let me get my act together okay it was the <laughs> it was good. a clip i saw on twitter last night people were like just posting random stuff or maybe it was on tiktok and it was a scene of earlier in the season when Tom chooses Logan, I guess it was season. It might have been early this season when Tom is talking to Kendall and is basically like, I chose Logan because I've seen you get constantly fucked over and over again. And I've never seen Logan be fucked once. And I think Tom was so like regal in this episode. Like even Shiv in the beginning calling him to have that conversation you brought up. And he's just like, wow, you finally fell in love with our scheduling opportunities. Like, and he's like, you never like failing a test, huh? Like he stayed so calm, cool, collected. And that was even before he knew he was the guy from Matson. And I just think he was such a boss this episode. Like besides his beating up Greg, he was like really chill the whole episode and confident and like not the guy we knew from season one. So if anyone had any growth, he may not personally be a good dude. I think Tom has shown the most growth of anybody in the show, especially like Roman when they say it's Tom and Roman's like uh, being fucked by the dry cleaner, huh? Like, (laughs) you know, and they think of him as this empty suit and everything. But Tom's a threat and they underestimated him the whole time. Um, Just like they underestimated Greg, but Greg is more just like the information guy. Like Madsen's like openly talking to Greg uh, around Greg, underestimating him. And then there's Greg getting the information and almost fucking Madsen's deal because he didn't know that Tom was the guy. It's all very interesting. Judas. (laughs) In the room. Very fitting for Greg. (laughs) Very fitting for Greg. I love it. Tom, I feel like we've talked about it too of like the whole nepotism angle and while we've just said kendall does have a certain level of credentials and things like that they have gone out of their way to tell us that tom is good at his job so like it's not insane that the guy they've pretty much almost shown us to be the most competent as a businessman and in this world ends up on top it's just 
I think people might not like it because like it it's Goofy Tom, but yeah. Tom killed it. And like you said, dude, he was a boss when he walked in the room. Like after he's like shaking everyone's hands, he's fucking telling Hugo, Hugo, Big H, get the fuck out of his face. Like he's like doing it. Like he's and then like the power move of him like opening his hand in the car and Shiv just kind of like lightly puts it on top of it. It was like this fucking guy, dude. He's the man now. He's the fucking king. Feels kind of. I'm good, happy honestly. with it. Well, I was gonna say. Hugo chose a really interesting way to congratulate him being like what do you say like they say losers never win or something it's like, yeah. but I always knew I'm like you're a fucking idiot Tom's gonna punch your nose out of your face like he's like dismiss his, dismisses him instantly but yeah. it was quite a way to like we're all thinking it but you don't fucking say that you know what I mean yeah. like of course all the old guard is thinking it but don't say that to the new boss like you know I think I read that differently. I think I took that as him saying losers never triumph to, about the Roy kids. I was thinking yeah. that, but maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I was thinking he was like, losers never triumph about the kids, even though Hugo was literally just riding for Kendall two seconds ago. I was like, yeah. so what do we got, Tommy? Yeah, I <laughs> think he was talking I, shit. He was talking shit on the on the. I siblings. thought he was just like, man, they say it couldn't be done, but you did. Like one of those oh, okay, yeah, compliments. Yeah. <laughs> Calling him but a loser. I guess he's probably a little smarter than that, being like up yeah. there in the head of comms. But I, yeah, I thought that was kind of, <laughs> I kind of misread that. Yeah. Big H, baby. Yeah. Quickly, just Tom and Greg. I love that Tom. Tom honestly almost fucked himself by playing Greg in the scene where Tom just yes. finds out. And then he goes to Greg. He's like, I don't know. I'll fight for you, man. But your your salary is going to be absolutely decimated. It's like you're yeah. freaking Greg out. He's a, he's like really, you know, and jumpy and self-motivated. Yes. Yeah. It's like you're freaking him out. And he's now going to go do stupid things because you don't you didn't fully bring him in. I think Greg did deserve to get smacked in the bathroom, but that was great. Yeah. Then like, yeah, I like that little slap fight. Kind yeah. Of I like how it wasn't, they didn't throw a fucking punch. Like you'd think that it, it was a betrayal not to throw a punch and he just kind of smacks him in the face. <laughs> I guess it's maybe even more disrespectful then. Yeah. So that's how you would like deal with someone you feel is lower than you. And just kind of a little smack in the face. Just a little I slap. Guess. Greg yeah, hitting but- back. First time. First time for everything. I was also confused though about that. I mean, maybe it's just it's just a, t- a misstep by Tommy. They don't have to be perfect and or anything. It just felt weird that he would do that to him. Like it just felt like such a big misstep because I, I even said like, does he know that Greg's playing all sides at this point? Like, is it is he trying to plant I, that info? Like, is he trying I don't to push him away knew. on purpose? I, I think yeah. he did like what everyone does to him, right? And just like yeah. underestimates him and assumes he's in his pocket and like don't have to think twice about it. Like we were saying, I think last week sometimes these people are having these conversations in front of just anyone assuming everyone's on yeah. their side or, or is, is not going to like rat and then man he should know better by now after he kept yeah. the papers from season one he should know Seriously. greg's always working an angle mm-hmm. oh well yeah. i mean somehow greg is is going to survive he's but not I, on the kill list like you said kathleen i mean we did we did a group investment in tom and greg and boy did it pay off? It what sure did. We it really that's the only out. money I've left. Yeah, it really canceled out all the other shit that we failed on. <laughs> I, looking back, it was obviously destined to be the kids were going to be in the fucking mud. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and and every other character besides the main three siblings were going to have some maybe positives over the season. So yeah, but Shiv and Tom are Endgame. So <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. they're not not Endgame. And I, you know, the the very sincere shiv moment even though it's it's still fucked up is when she's like you know 
my biggest fear is letting people in and seeing like the worst parts of me or, but you've already seen it. We're good. We can't go any lower from here. I'm, I'm not scared anymore because I already know the bottom or whatever. I mean, I don't know that I think they could get even lower, but um, it was a really sincere moment from her, but basically she's just like, you know, I've said the worst things I could ever say to you. Now we should just still be together. Cause now it's like, it's only up. And Tom so, was like, Tom was not feeling it though ass backwards it really is yeah but it, I, I get I mean, that sentiment i get it but yeah yeah i just felt like tom i mean like you said like you were saying kathleen of the way he played the episode like he he came out on top in that conversation for sure i mean she was kind of floundering trying to find the words and he was just like you know what i just don't know and even the fact that he didn't know obviously isn't like device or decisive but the fact that like, the matter of fact the way he said it versus her kind of bobbling around fumbling for words we should have known at that point baby that was the start he was gonna kill it I have a question. Um, what do we think? What do we think quickly about season four as a whole? Maybe just as a whole, and then also kind of a comparison to the other seasons. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was nonstop heavy hitters. I loved the one day at a time. I thought that was really cool. I like that they kept reminding of that that to us as well because I kept being like, "Holy shit, Logan died three days ago. What the fuck?" Yeah. And it just shows that. Something like this happens and when you're so caught up in in your job and the company and all the money, it's like your dad dies and all of these things happened in, in 10 days, right? It's so fucked up. It's just like another, can never relate to it, right? We could never relate. Like, what the fuck? But it was awesome. I thought it was excellent. I thought the acting was 10 out of 10. I thought the writing was a 10 out of 10. I'm not left sad at all. I, I, I'm left leaving completely fulfilled which is rare. I feel like it's so hard to stick the landing, especially having a, a juggernaut show like this. I mean, we know Game of Thrones couldn't do it. We know, you know, it's it's especially especially on HBO. It's it's tough. You gotta you gotta stick the landing. I think they did it. I thought it was great. I'm happy to happy to be here. Sad the the pod for yeah. Succession is ending, but you know, who's to say we'll get a Greg spinoff? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I may or may not have asked that question just to extend this podcast episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> Alex, your take? <laughs> I mean, season four was great. I, I always struggle to pick a season here because I like yep. they all have like these moments that are like, I think all time or like episodes that are just like in the top five or what have you. But I think, yeah, I think they stuck the landing because I think they knew their formula. And honestly, it's like if I'm thinking about it, could I have taken another season of this? Of just like, wow, me, you, no, us, shit, like yeah. candle, Roy boys, no. It's like, Oh my God, like they needed to be freed. And I think we needed to be freed because it's just like, it, it it is sort of like a cyclical thing all the time. And they did an amazing job at that. And so props to them for reading that like, we can tie this up neatly. We can do this on our terms because not everyone does that um, or has the right vision for it. <laughs> and I think, I think people are probably happy with this. I mean, again, what was happiness going to be? What would really make people happy? The siblings were yeah. never going to be in it. But like, if you didn't know that by now, don't know what to tell you. So yeah. um, even us in our stocks, like we we hoped for yes. the best, but we knew like even Mark, the guy who is like the director. director of so many episodes was like, we're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, it's just like the succession yeah. brainworms that we've been succession pilled and we just know. Um, so I think they did a great job and I'm I'm happy with it. Like I'm. It's a show that is always enjoyable to watch because everyone is on their A game and crafted these characters that are incredible and the writing's incredible and the 
film using film and four cameras and 40 minute scenes like sequences who else is doing it like that will anyone else do it like that again we don't know but happy to have been here for for the journey and for the ride yeah i agree with literally everything you guys have said i i am just blown away the thing that i think sticks out so much to me is that the show like wasn't really about like it was about succession, but like not. And like with like the cyclical thing where like, I, cause that's like the, a lot of people's main gripe when I talk to people is that like, it feels very repetitive, but for me, it never felt so repetitive. I think I agree with you that if we got a full another season of it, it probably would have, cause this felt like a great way to send it off with Logan not being in the picture anymore. And I don't know if we could have taken two full seasons almost of like the kids fighting like this and stuff like that. I, I just thought that, it was so fucking good. I mean, and I love, I think three to four seasons is such a sweet spot for a show that anything more than that kind of, no matter what the show's about can kind of maybe overstay its welcome sometimes. So yellow jackets, I'm so nervous that it's five seasons. I mean, I, I I trust them because the, the first two seasons have been good, but five just feels like so much for what the story feels like it's about at this point, but succession podcast. So we'll get back to succession. Um, I think, Season four, this could be recency bias, but it feels like season four, I think, was my favorite. There's definitely, like you said, amazing episodes in all the other seasons, but I think as a whole, season four was just so goddamn good. I just loved every episode. It felt like a culmination to me of like everything, right? Or like the crown jewel of the seasons. Like everyone put everything into this. Like they took all the best parts of the past seasons and just like put that into this framework to me it just felt like they just like grew and and leveled up and leveled up and i think that's all you can ask for really Mm -hmm. yeah and i guess i mean somewhat rudimentary may to grade an episode but imdb gives it a 9.6 right now if if the if it was super divisive and bad it would be way lower than that right now i mean maybe it'll more ratings will come in and drop it down but that's as good as you can fucking hope for for a series finale is that the highest of the series or no? It's, no, it's the second highest of the season. So episode three is a 9.9 on IMDb. Yeah. Oh, wow. Makes sense. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, which is crazy thinking of like how big of a twist it was almost and like kind of in, whoa, my voice is going crazy. Uh, getting rid of Brian Cox. I was screaming at a lacrosse game uh, all day on Saturday. So we're working with what we got here. But as far as I can tell, it's probably like I think like the third or fourth highest rated. All of the season finales are like bangers. So like they're all like 9.8s, 9.9s and things like that. So, but what a way to send us off. And I guess if no one has any parting shots, I mean, we talked obviously for a lot right there and we had a lot of words, but it still feels like I'm almost at a loss for words. It just doesn't feel kind of real that it's over. Yeah. I just want to say thanks to all the people who comment on our YouTube and stuff. It's been a blast to post the YouTube videos and then read all your comments. It's great to feel like interactive and uh, we love you. So shout, yeah, out. shout out to shout out to Ruby and let shout us know if Ruby. I'm pronouncing. Yes. Let us know if I'm pronouncing that right. Because we had that little bit of a discussion of yeah. whether that was the right way to pronounce it. So if you're out there and you're listening, which I'm sure you are, if you're still here at this point in the episode for the shout out, then we really appreciate you. And like Kathleen said, yeah, literally everybody else. And it's same thing with listening on the audio. I mean, this, the numbers that we've done on Succession have been insane. I mean, I, yeah. I think it's potentially, if it's not our best performing show, it's definitely number two. Definitely, yeah. So I just the support's been amazing. Obviously, like I said at the top, we're not going away Bingetown. So we will be covering more shows. 
So definitely stick around with us. Uh, something else will come out as it seems like it always does. And yep. we'll hop on the train. Uh, Barry also just ended. So we'll be Barry doing it. it. Barry uh, we'll, we'll be Barry in an episode of Barry uh, at some point soon. That's got to get scheduled. Uh, Yellow Jackets finale. So we're just, we've been doing this for, I guess it's been three years now, right? Which is insane to think about where we have no plans to stop anytime soon. So if you like what you heard with Succession, Stick with us and you'll find something else. For the final time on HBO Succession, we are Binge Town TV. And fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.